Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Deeper Daily Podcast. It's the 11th day of November. Let me introduce you to the sermon you can expect to see and hear, or just hear, depending on how you like to do it. Tomorrow, every Sunday, we release a full-length sermon from either our travels on the road, or you're going to get a lot more of these now since we're pastoring again. You're going to get a lot of sermons from the Garden Church of the Midlands. And we meet every Sunday morning in the Legacy Events Center in Irmo, South Carolina. If you are in the area, this is the Columbia, South Carolina area. We meet at 7713 St. Andrews Road. You can always get that at my website, paulwhiteministries.com. Every Sunday morning, 1030 Eastern Time. And we're having a great time seeing what God is doing in our midst, in our little garden, as we are growing together, if you're in the area. Come see us. We're putting more sermons up from the garden, of course. This week is no exception. This comes from the Garden Church of the Midlands, and it's from our series on the Apostles' Creed. It's the sermon that we preached on the last Sunday before we left for the Netherlands, and it is titled, He Descended to the Dead. Now, this is very similar in aim to a sermon we did in the Ephesians study, but it's not exactly the same. In Ephesians, and if you want to reference the two and put them up next to one another, uh, we did a message in our Ephesians study called Studies in Ephesians number 18, He Descended. And we talked about the harrowing of hell as the church has taught it throughout the centuries. This particular message, He Descended to the Dead, I deal with that a little bit, but I really try to get into Jesus progressively going down into the dark areas of our lives now so that we see that Jesus must descend into whatever is our depths. It's his role. He didn't merely die on the cross. He descended into our dead so that he can go to work on it. This helps me, or I'm sorry, that's the wrong way to say that. This led me into Matthew 11, a scripture that to me states the difference between what he's done in my spirit and what he wants to do in my soul. And so we land in this message from Matthew 11 where Jesus gives us rest and then where we find rest because that leads us to the thoughts that we covered in a message called The Great Physician. So this is one of those sermons that has come along over the last eight, ten months in that it has been popped up in other sermons and then sort of coalesced into this. So I really think you're going to get something out of this. He descended to the dead. If you like video, go to our YouTube page, PWM, and subscribe. You get a video. We put videos up every day, but two full-length ones a week. This one He Descended to the Dead will drop tomorrow. Drops in the middle of the night, heading into Sundays. And if you're audio only, wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can just click over there on the Sunday drop, He Descended to the Dead. Luke chapter 3, verse 23. Now Jesus began His ministry at about 30 years of age, being as was supposed, the son of Joseph, the son of Heli. Hmm interesting that the text would use as was supposed. This genealogy follows Joseph's ancestry 
even though they only supposed him to be the son of Joseph, but we know that, in fact, he humanly descended from Mary only. That's part of our creedal confession, conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin. This is explained in two complementary ways. Number one, that Joseph was a righteous man that was fully intending to marry within his tribe, and thus Mary and Joseph would have largely shared a common lineage. And number two, Jesus was born to bring all mankind into adoption by the Father, and thus he affirms that lineage of adoption as binding and then receives the same inheritance as a lineage of blood. So they have a, a, this word supposed in Christian orthodoxy links Jesus into the family by the blood of his mom and by the adoption of his father, thus fulfilling sort of Paul's adoption motif of Galatians chapter 4 that we've been fully adopted sons brought into the family so that we are saved by the blood of Jesus, but also adopted. Thus, we are in the family in the way that Jesus was through Mary and in the way that Jesus was adopted through Joseph. You'll also notice, if you'll look at it, and I encourage you to grab a hard copy of your Bible and maybe mark these two so that you can do your work, Matthew chapter 1, verse 1, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, son of David, son of Abraham. And then it starts at Abraham and works its way all the way up. The genealogy of Jesus in Luke's gospel, Luke chapter 3, verse 23, from Joseph, son of Heli, son of Matthias. We're working backward from Joseph. But we don't work backward from Joseph just to Abraham. We work backward from Joseph past Abraham and all the way to Enoch, son of Seth, son of Adam, son of God. So Luke's seems to be to link us genealogically, spiritually, back to creation because he gives us Uh, son of Enoch, son of Seth, son of Adam, son of God. That's an odd way to hit our ear to describe Adam as the son of God. But he's just trying to show lineage all the way back to creation from Joseph. Whereas Matthew seems to be speaking his genealogy largely to Israel because he starts with Abraham and he includes women in his genealogy. He includes Tamar, who deceives a man into sleeping with her. He includes uh, Rahab, a a harlot from Jericho. He includes um, Ruth, a Moabitess woman who comes into Judah after her husband dies. He includes Bathsheba, who is a woman who is the product of adultery with King David. And he includes Mary, who has Jesus virgin-born. And these five women, you can say five as the number of grace, Matthew's version of telling Israel that even in spite of her checkered past, Jesus is birthed from the womb of this nation. Luke isn't doing this. He's trying to take us back 
to show Jesus as descended directly all the way from Adam up through Joseph. And in that manner, going through Joseph, the adopted father, how, so you could see one genealogy, some have even said one genealogy is Mary's, one genealogy is Joseph's, possible. But one thing you can say for sure is one genealogy seems to be Israel's version of bringing Jesus into the world, and the other seems to be the genealogy of Jesus adopted into the whole family of man, so that one genealogy has him belonging to Israel, the other genealogy has him belonging to the world at large. Put them both together, and both are true. I'm not going to read Luke chapter 3, verses 23 to 38, because it's a lot of son of this guy, son of this guy, son of this guy. And you can do that on your own. Uh, you will find Nathan, son of David, son of Jesse in the middle of this one, whereas you will see a difference at the Davidic lineage in Matthew. So once again, we could be dealing with one being Joseph, one being Mary. We'll pick this up tomorrow from the top of chapter 4. I hope you have a great day. God bless.